Hey, and welcome to the GCC Youth Podcast. GCC Youth is a student ministry of Gracewood Community Church. We meet every Wednesday evening from 645 to 8. Find us on Facebook or Instagram at GCC Youth Lebanon and follow us for the latest on what's happening. We hope you're encouraged by this message and inspired to grow in your faith. Thanks for listening. Now to the message. guys welcome glad you guys are here so uh tonight we're starting a new series of course called save the date and we want to see what god has to say about uh how to date but how to date well right because there's a lot of people that have things to say about how to date but uh, we want to see what god's perspective is on it so we're starting this new series off uh, as a four-week series we're kicking off tonight and i just want to ask you a question uh Maybe this applies to you, maybe it doesn't, but have you ever been on a date where it just seems that everything went wrong? Um, now, I don't really have any good stories myself of a bad date, per se. Um, after all, I dated Becca, and that's never been bad. So, uh, But maybe you've been there, okay? Maybe you've been on a bad date before, and it seemed like everything just went bad. Maybe you spilled something on your nice clothes. You said something really goofy that wish you could take back. You tripped and fell. You just embarrass yourself or something like that. And it might have happened to you if you've been on a date. Um, maybe you've never ever been on a date, which is also okay. Maybe you have um, been on like three dates and they have all been awesome and good for you. Regardless, uh, the next few weeks are, are for all of us, really. Um, whether you date or whether you have dated or whether you haven't dated, it doesn't matter. It's for all of us. So, so we're talking about dating. Yeah. You guys excited? Woo! Yeah. <laughs> nice. Colton's ready. And maybe you don't even use the words date or dating. Maybe that, that idea seems, well, dated or something. Uh, because there's actually a million ways to categorize a relationship. Uh, maybe you're just hanging out, you know, or we're just talking. Maybe you're talking. Uh, maybe you're just texting or whatever, or maybe that person moved two states away and you FaceTime them every day. So, uh, But to simplify things, we're going to have to define dating. So when we use the term dating and define it, we're going to do it this way, and that is that it's being in a relationship where, uh, whatever that looks like, where the other person means more to you than just being a good friend, okay? Uh, is that pretty clear? It's pretty easy, right? So even though dating is a thing, no matter how you define it, you might not really be interested in talking about it. And this could be you. And there might be a few reasons why you're not interested in talking about it. Maybe you're in a situation that doesn't feel uh, like you, you really don't have a label for the situation that you're in. Uh, you're both fine with, with not defining that relationship that you're in. Uh, you don't need things to be exclusive necessarily. You're just having fun hanging out. And, uh, and that's great. So why make things heavier than what they need to be, right? Uh, maybe dating isn't even on your radar, uh, and so you have so many other things going on in life when it comes to school and your life and whatever that you can't really imagine adding another relationship in your life. Okay, so maybe that's you. Or it might be that you can't seem to meet somebody that you're interested in. Maybe you're open to the idea, but nobody really meets your standards. Um, and then maybe the person that you're interested in isn't necessarily interested in you. So there's a lot of things, uh, a lot of reasons why you, it may not really be interesting to talk about. There could be a lot of reasons you aren't uh, 
uh, dating or talking about dating or uh, bringing the subject up. And on top of this, you might be thinking, okay, great, awesome. Now I get to hear about dating from somebody at church who's probably going to tell me that dating is bad and nobody should ever date. Like, we should just pray and read our Bibles and be single forever. <laughs> if that's you, if that's you, maybe you're wondering where I'm going with all this. And don't worry, the series is not going to be about me persuading you not to date, trust me. Or make you feel guilty about having a boyfriend or having a girlfriend or for wanting to, okay? Um, in fact, this series is not about encouraging you to not date at all. It's actually about helping you date well, okay? Because no matter where you fall on the dating spectrum of things, whether you're single or soulmate status or whatever it is, chances are good that, that you're going to date at some point. And if you're going to have a relationship one day, what we're talking about tonight can give you the best shot at, at saving that date, at saving the date. That's why we call it Save the Date, and having a great experience in that relationship. And why is that? Well, if you rely on the counsel of culture, which there's plenty of cultural counsel out there for guidance on dating, for guidance on relationships, then you will, without a doubt, fail. And what I mean by that is if you rely on the way you see relationships play out uh, in the movies as the example that you follow for relationships and the way they should look, if you rely on the relationships you see on primetime, the relationships you hear about in hip-hop music, uh, or even some of your friends dating relationships, as an example, you are going to fail. Uh, we tend to mimic so much of what we see in life, but we're watching so many things that are just wrong, okay? They're just wrong. It's the wrong way. And relationships is one of the things that we're watching in many ways that are wrong. Now, you probably have some good examples in your life, but you may be persuaded to look at the other ones that are not so good examples uh, to model your relationships after. Uh, maybe it's because of uh, proximity. Maybe you go to school all the time and the relationships you see play out are unhealthy there. We have a much better guide in this area, and it's found in God's Word. If you think it's just old-fashioned, you think it's outdated, listen, God made relationships, He made sex, and all of this works best inside the boundaries that He set up. His way actually works out way better than the way that culture tells us, or any other example in the worldly example tells us. So I just want you to keep that in mind as we go through this series, Save the Date. You might actually be surprised to hear that the Bible has some helpful things to say about dating, believe it or not. I mean, it was written thousands of years ago, which means dating definitely wasn't the same then as it is now, okay? But stick with me for a few minutes because I think it can be very helpful. So the book we're going to look at today in the Bible is the book of Proverbs, and it's dedicated to wisdom, okay? Proverbs was written as a dedication to the idea of wisdom, which simply means that it's about us gaining knowledge and then applying good judgment in our life for the choices that we make, day-to-day -day choices that we make. And most of the Proverbs were written by a man named Solomon. Now, early in Solomon's life, God gave him a, a supernatural, like crazy awesome level of wisdom to rule God's people. He was wise, but just because Solomon knew better doesn't, didn't mean that he did better all the time, okay? Uh, some things Solomon had to learn the hard way. Now, I know that none of you in here have ever had to learn anything the hard way, right? Am I right? No? But Solomon, 
<laughs> Whether he learned from doing things right or getting it wrong, you could say that the book of Proverbs in the Bible is, is pretty much the ultimate guide to making wise choices if we read the words. And so when it comes to dating, gaining and applying wisdom is the best way to save the date. So let's start with some of Solomon's wisdom in the book of Proverbs. And it's in Proverbs 24, 27. It says this, Put your outdoor work in order and get your fields ready. After that, build your house. Now we're going to look at what this means for dating. Because you're like, outdoor work and fields and homes, what, dating? A lot, like a lot of things in the Bible, even though this verse was directed at a specific audience at that time about a very specific thing, it contains universal wisdom that makes it relevant to you and I today. So that's how the Bible works for us today. So Solomon's talking about the best way to build a house, and his ideal um, to-do list went something like this. Two parts. Number one, get your land ready for a house. Go get your field in order, and then Build your house, okay? Pretty simple. Get your land ready for a house, then build the house. I don't know how much of you know uh, how much of you know anything about building a house, but a big part of getting uh, a house built is having the land ready for construction, making it level, grading the land so that you can lay a foundation for the house. Then you go step by step as you lay things out. Maybe you pour concrete, then you begin to build the structure on top. But basically, you need to take the right steps in the right order in order for that to happen. And the most critical part of building is having a foundation in place before you actually build. Now, life works the same way. Dating works the same way. Relationships in general work the same way. A lot of things in life work the same way. You need to have that good foundation. in. Preparation is the foundation, in this case, for success. So preparation is the foundation that success is built on. Okay, that's key, preparation. Sounds good, right? Well, here's the thing. Even though we know that this is a, a true statement, how often do we try to be successful without uh, first having a foundation? Like we try to jump the gun on everything. For example, we know that, you know, we got a big test coming up, but we don't study until like 10 minutes before and we're cramming for the test, right? We know that we need a certain GPA in order to get into our preferred college, but we don't start taking our grades seriously until maybe our junior year. We know that we have a, a big recital next week, but we've never rehearsed for it. We know that tryouts are on the horizon, but we've been playing video games. And look, this is not about shaming, shaming you or shaming people in general. We've all done it. It's human nature to look for the easy route. I know for me, it's human nature to look for the easy route. Uh, but life doesn't work that way. We know that too. Um, if we want a good result, and believe me, in dating, you want as good a result as you can get. But we need to take the right steps in the right order. How many of you have ever heard of Ikea? Anybody ever heard of Ikea? All right, so if you haven't heard of Ikea, it's this massive store that sells a ton of ready-to-assemble furniture. And so they've got a lot of these furniture showrooms every turn. There's like this whole path you got to follow to get through the store with awesome room setups and so on. There's a restaurant there so that you can stay and spend more money after you eat because you don't need to leave the place, and, you know, they set it up that way. Uh, and so at our house, we own a lot of Ikea stuff, okay? Um, it's not because it's expensive or anything. It's actually fairly cheap. Um, Becca has taken me on, like, three days' excursions through there. It's like going through a jungle of furniture before, and it just takes forever to get through there. And by the time it's like, <laughs> David's like, oh, yeah. But she has like a bagoolion baskets from Ikea. Like they're everywhere all over the house and pillows and things. And we've got couches and tables and shelves and TV stands and this and that from there too. So when we bought this stuff, we'd get it home and, you know, you got the box there. You unpack the box and 
dump all the stuff out and, and, and put the box up against the thing so I could see the, the picture and be like, yeah, I got this. And so start assembling it, right? And I don't know if any of you have done this, but Becca has accused me that I don't read directions on stuff and I just kind of put stuff together on my own. Listen, the directions are in my head. All I need to do is look at the box. I got this, okay? I can make it look like that. I don't need no book. I don't need one, two, three. Except there might have been maybe a time or two where she was right. Don't tell her. And so I started with a few pieces, and I'm like, oh, I got this. But then, like, one of the legs was, like, four inches shorter than the other, and it's supposed to be, like, this coffee table, and it's like, this is not going to work. This stuff's going to slide off onto the floor. And somehow I didn't end up having to take it all apart again and then finally read the directions to get it right. And I don't know how they got it right on the directions. It would been a lot easier for me to have just read the directions in the first place, right? Saved me a lot of trouble. Because in these rare instances, I was probably starting off with the wrong pieces, which were the foundation of everything else that I built that piece of furniture on. And dating is no different, okay? In fact, let's apply Solomon's Guide to Home Building to your dating life, okay? It's a two-part two part, uh, guide. It says, and the first one is to get yourself ready to date, okay? This is super important, and doing it in this order is super important. So get yourself ready to date, and then number two is then date. Now, that sounds pretty simple, right? You could say it this way. Instead of waiting to find the right person, you know, I mean, you're always looking for the right person. Who's the right person for me? You need to work on becoming the right person first. That is more important. In other words, when it comes to dating, becoming the right person is, is more important, is greater than finding the right person, okay? If you want to save your date, meaning you want your relationship to have the best chance at succeeding, and I think you, you do, start by building a good foundation. So start by getting yourself ready to date. Work on becoming the right person. And that means you've got to start with you. And that doesn't always come naturally to us. Um, let's look at another passage of Scripture that talks about love. It's from a letter that Paul, the Apostle Paul, wrote to the church of Corinth. And chances are decent that if you've been to a wedding, you've heard this verse before. It's from 1 Corinthians 13. It goes like this. It says, Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. It's a great list, right? The way that Paul talks about love makes it pretty sound, sound pretty incredible, actually. Uh, and I bet most of us uh, heard that list and thought, wow, I sure would like to find someone like that. Like That would be the perfect person. But if we need to lay a foundation and focus on ourselves, like we talked about, before we move on to someone else, what does this passage mean for us? Well, it means that before we start looking for these incredible loving qualities in someone else, we need to focus on becoming that kind of person right now. We need to focus on, you need to focus on you. Because the truth is that learning to live this way and to demonstrate these sorts of qualities actually pays off whether or not you're dating. Okay, these qualities pay off either way. So it's a win-win if you can get this down. Learning to be patient, learning to be kind, not being proud just makes everything better from your friendships to your family uh, to your dating life. And when you look at these qualities in your life now, it pays off now and later. See, I think we tend to believe that when we meet someone that we're interested in, and maybe they're interested in us, that 
it's just kind of kind of naturally work out. We're just going to naturally treat that person well all the time. They're going to treat us well all the time. And you know, at first, it might actually be like that for a little bit. I don't know. But the truth is, when it comes to loving some somebody well, we need practice. We need practice. We don't just become patient or kind by accident. And listen, the truth is that I love Becca and she loves me. But we have had our fair share of moments in our in our life that has tested our relationship and and has tested the kindness that we show or the lack of kindness that we've shown one another. Uh, this October will be 19 years for us in marriage, 22 years that we've known one another. And in that time, you don't just effortlessly treat a person well. It doesn't just happen. It takes practice. It takes work. It takes intentionality. You have to, you have to mean it, you know, work at it. And honestly, that process is a hard thing, and it's a daily thing. So this will be a daily thing for you as well. But it's also a beautiful thing to be a part of, too, and also rewarding when you work at it in that way. But it doesn't always come naturally. It's not going to always come naturally. So if you want a great dating life, now or later, it's important to focus on becoming these things now. Focus on you becoming these things now. And hey, I get it. Some of you guys have already been dating for a long time, maybe. But I want you to know that it's never too late to work on becoming the kind of person that Paul's talking about in Corinthians. And if you're not dating anybody right now, listen up. You're in the perfect position to start working on yourself, becoming this person. So here are two steps, practical steps, to get you started. The first one is this. Choose what you want to work on becoming. What kind of a person do you want to be? You need to find that out. What does the best you look like for your future relationship? you got to find that out, too. What does God say about who you are to become? You're going to find that in his word. Spend time in his word. It's going to help you transform into the person you need to be so you can become the person you need to be. When it's time to date somebody, you are already that person. And they're going to love that, by the way. So make a choice on what you want to become. That's the first part. Choose what you want to work on becoming. And then practice. So put into practice what you've decided from step one. Again, pretty simple. Choose what you want to work on becoming and then practice it. And in the Bible, Paul gave us a pretty big list to work from. So let's shrink it down a little bit, okay? There's a lot of different qualities and things in there. Um, this week, I just want to encourage you to work on two of those qualities. Be patient and be kind. Now, that's very hard to do because sometimes me gets the best of me, right? And this may sound small, but think about it. Are you always patient with everybody? I'm not. I'm not, if I'm honest. Always kind. Not exactly. Not exactly. I'm not. The point is, though, we can work on these all the time. That's what's awesome about the process of transformation that we're going through in our Christian walk. We're not perfect. If anyone expects us to be perfect, they're going to be let down. But we are, hopefully, allowing ourselves to be perfected by what God is doing in our hearts and in our lives. And so these are some things that we can work on that are practical. And whether we're dating somebody right now or not, you can practice with everyone in your life. So here's just some examples, maybe, of some situations where you can show patience. Like if somebody's talking in the back row, and you just be like, oh, hey, it's okay, you can keep talking, it's fine. Um, you can practice patience when your friend is a little too sarcastic with you in front of other people, and you're like, oh, man, that's so annoying. Your sister borrows your shirt and spills something on it that's not going to come off. A uh, teammate just can't do anything, seem to do anything right on the field or on the court or whatever. You're just like, oh, come on, Colson, it's the game. Or when you just feel annoyed at something because just because you just feel annoyed. Um, so that's some ways you can 
practice patience. You can practice kindness when maybe your mom, your stepmom has been short with you all week, and you've got to deal with that. You've got to go home and deal with that after all, the whole day. Or one of your friends sends a bunch of unflattering texts about you to someone else, and you found out about it. You can exercise kindness. Your little brother's getting on your every single nerve. You can exercise kindness. Maybe it sounds crazy the way you treat your sister or your stepmom and that that can impact your dating life. <laughs> You're like, what? But it's true. It, it can impact it. Because eventually there will be days when, when your boyfriend or your girlfriend does not seem so perfect to you. Okay? This is a wake-up right there. Wake-up call. When they get on your nerves or when being patient to them or kind to them is simply inconvenient. Any married people in this room have ever felt that? Raise your hands. And it's okay. <laughs> if you practice these traits, though, if you develop these qualities in yourself now, they'll be easier when you need them in your dating life, whether that's in the next couple of weeks or years down the road. Think back on Paul's list. Love is patient. It's kind. It's not jealous. It doesn't demand its way. Wouldn't it be amazing to meet someone who already had these qualities? Of course it would. Now think about this. What kind of qualities would that person be looking for? Who would they want to date? Probably someone with the same qualities, right? Patient people, kind people, people who put others first are often attracted to people with those same qualities. So becoming the person who has those qualities not only makes you happier, but it instantly makes you more dateable. Not a bad bonus, right? So practicing patience and kindness alone could have a huge impact on your relationships, both today and in the future. So instead of focusing on finding someone or deciding if they're right for you, work on the foundation of your own house, okay? Listen, to you this may seem too early in, in life for you to do, but I'm going to tell you something that is very practical that you can do. You're going to be like, uh, what? But this is something that you can do. You need to be praying for your future spouse. You should pray for your future spouse right now. Okay, you probably don't know who that is. If you do, don't tell them. But you should be asking God, whoever it is, to protect them. All right, to guard their hearts, to help them build good qualities. These qualities from First Corinthians, like the ones that we've talked about all tonight. Pray that they're drawing near to God. Pray for the condition of their heart. It's not too early to be praying for them already. If you're in a dating relationship. Pray for that person. Lift that person up. That person can do the same thing for you. And you be working on your own heart and life, becoming the right person first. Focus on being that person right now. Because when it comes to dating, remember that becoming the right person is greater than finding the right person. So that's session one of, of Save the Date. And we've got three more. And next week we're going to continue to talk on dating by looking at what it means to be content. We're going to look at what it means to pay attention to how we live and, and to make wise choices. And we're going to talk about the difference between obsession and interest. So it's going to be good. Let's pray and we'll close out. God, thank you so much for your word and thank you for the wisdom that you've given us in Proverbs and Corinthians. God, I pray that, that these verses and that these books would come alive to us in such a way that it helps transform our hearts into being the people that you want us to be. Uh, not just in relation, dating relationships, but in relationships in general, and that we can take those qualities and, and begin to allow you to transform our hearts and transform our lives in such a way that honors you, gives you glory, and that treats people well, and that helps us become the right people that you want us to be. Uh, we thank you for um, 
thank you for giving us relationships, and thank you for providing a way and a, and a, and a manual to, to know how to navigate relationships, including those that are dating relationships in our life. And I pray for each person in this room that as they're contemplating maybe dating or in the future as they do so, or maybe they're in the middle of a dating relationship right now, God, that they would focus on becoming the right person that you want them to be, becoming that person who you want them to be. We thank you for each person in this room. We give you glory, and it's in your name we pray. Amen.